Manchester Student Radio. Hello, and you are back here with us for another thrilling instalment of Fusing Focus. It feels like a thrilling one. I think it's going to be thrilling this yeah, week. Yeah, I think so. Are we ready to be thrilled? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, if anyone hasn't heard the show before, I am James, and today we are joined by... Megan. Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> Rebecca, we can't hear you for some no, reason. No. <laughs> Use this one. Felt like such a roll call. It's okay. Technical difficulties. We've got. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. we can. Teething Perfect. pains. Always teething pains every week. So, um, if anyone hasn't heard the show before, the basic premise is we're going to be talking about a few select stories from the student world, the UK world, and the international world, which I guess is just the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 as opposed to the uninternational world that we always hear about, uh, and we're just going to be discussing them in slightly more focus than um, we otherwise might be able to in a yep. student format hence the name fusing focus you're up to speed you're up to date there we go as well just before we do get started quick little reminder for everyone if you've not registered to vote do it register to vote do it it's really important that you do it search uk register to vote it is so easy to register there's no excuse not to look into how to vote tactically and where you should vote whether here or at home yes there's a lot of tactical voting sites online just look around do your research figure out where you can make the biggest impact and just play your part very important election please 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 do your bit so moving on to our first story um, Megan, would you care to explain this to us? Yeah, so a tenancy deposit scheme has urged students to take control of their tenancy agreements. Basically, um, advice has been issued by the tenancy deposit scheme, a government-approved tenancy agency agency prote- deposit protection scheme, um, <laughs> in response to an NUS report about housing. And it basically says that... Um, you need to students need to read their inventory about their rental property to make sure that their deposits not being taken for no valid reason um he said someone called steve harriet a group chief executive at the tenancy deposit scheme said that we recognize that money is particularly tight for students and they rely on receiving their deposit back quickly unfortunately the report has suggested that this is not always happening He highly recommends that students read the inventory of their rental property when they move in. We recommend they are methodological and thorough, making comments along the way on the document where it does not reflect the contents, condition or cleanliness of the property. This is basically talking about how landlords and tenancy, um, tenant agencies have the tendency to take your deposit for reasons which probably aren't that valid but they yeah. kind of get away with it because students don't always recognise that they shouldn't be doing that. And it's a lot of money. And yeah, basically, have you guys had any bad experiences with deposits and tenancy? Um, personally, yes. Okay, let's so talk about it. I, uh, when I moved out of my third year house from when I was on an undergrad, mm-hmm. um, I got charged 30 quid because we left a plastic carrier bag Jeez. in a kitchen drawer. Mm-hmm. was the most ridiculous one but i've i've never lived at a student property and not had a like huge huge chunks of my deposit just hacked away at for like really, really spurious reasons yeah i've never received my full deposit back that is that is quite i mean i've never been in a position where like as of yet to get my deposit back because i've been in the same house for two years right so okay. uh, it's not an issue of like I need my deposit back because I've moved out. The only place I've been in is halls and they don't really do like a um, 
like the standard deposit they do we're going to give you 400 pounds or whatever your deposit was off your last rent so that's how you kind of get it back so right, you, you okay. pay like you pay like a certain amount of money early and then they just give it off your last rental does that make sense yeah it makes sense it just it's just a weird system it is a weird <laughs> system and i don't think many people didn't like i don't think many people didn't get that money back like off like it was just kind of guaranteed so it worked in a very different okay. way well fingers crossed you've never got to deal with this problem how about you rebecca have you ever had any issues with this i'm in the same boat as megan currently because i was in halls last year so this is the first uk student property that i'm living in but i am worried about uh receiving our deposit back at the end because i've heard many many horror stories of people not getting any of their deposit back yeah. because the ground rules are pretty arbitrary so you're not really sure how clean it has to be heard of people mm-hmm. taking out like a week to deep clean their flats or properties to make sure they get the deposit back but then they can always still find some flaw that might have already been there but not reported you just yeah. have to be really really meticulous and there's a lot of pressure on that yeah i've also got um a story from my friend called benji mm-hmm. he uh basically had a horrible landlord and didn't get his deposit back and i wondered if you wanted to hear what he had to say about his yeah we absolutely do rent landlord situation basically we didn't get our deposit back for a multitude of reasons um our landlord kept trying to find any and every way to try and make us pay um or to justify taking our deposit so he he claimed that we had to pay our housemates rent um so we had a housemate that never moved in that was jean he claimed we had to pay jean's rent um even though Jean had never signed, he claimed we had to pay it. So that was one of the reasons he justified for keeping the deposit. And then he somehow found damages that were literally microscopic and tried to justify replacing the item for microscopic damage. There was marks on the sofa. Um, and he wanted to charge us £265 for that, which he, so he also charged us to fix things beyond the quality of what they were when we moved in. So he wanted us to pay to clean carpets, um, to clean the walls, to repaint, to um, sort out some rust on the microwave, um, all things that are improving the quality of the house beyond what it should be. Um, And the whole point of rent or the whole point of the deposit is to um, what is it? The whole point of a of a deposit is to return the house back to the quality that you found it in, not anything better. So, yeah, that was the other thing. Um, trying to think what else. There were so many more reasons than that. I can't even remember. But I just, I was just so. To be fair, I was prepared to lose my deposit because I knew we were never going to get it back. So. I kind of had prepared myself to not get it back. Do you know what I mean? I prepared myself emotionally to not get it back because if I was going to get it back, I would have had to put up a fight, but I was fighting with this landlord all year that I physically, mentally could not be fighting with him all summer again as well. Do you know what I mean? So, What did you guys think of that? That is insane. That is insane. The 250 quid figure for a mark on the sofa is ridiculous. And do you know what's interesting is the fact that I think Benji didn't want to fight. He didn't want to, like, basically get his money back. 
but he was saying how he'd visited the property since he'd moved out and he hadn't actually replaced the sofa so he'd just kind of just taken their money and enjoyed it because the sofa wasn't replaced after that mark and he might charge the next students living there for the same mark on the sofa and it's just a running it's just yeah i think this is I think the reason why this imp- the report is important is because it's kind of telling students that you don't have to just submit to your landlords. You don't have to be like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, you found a mark. Really sorry. Like, I'll pay it. Like, and think that they always know best because sometimes that they, they don't or they know that this is a money-making game. And you sometimes you really do have to just stand your ground and be like, nope, this was the condition I got when I came here. So that's what I'll give you. Yeah, and I think that, like, landlords, and especially, like, landlords that let to students... Yeah. ...are in probably... Like, they're in a position where they're almost, like, afforded the opportunity to take advantage of students. Yeah. Like, a lot of students haven't had much experience with mm-hmm. tenancy deposits or rental agreements yeah. or signing contracts, stuff like that before. So, like, they're in a position where if they do want to fleece people... Yeah, and, like, they can. And, as they're moving out, just wring that last little bit of money yeah, out of all these... Yeah, they can. Like, they, they can. And as clearly is demonstrated, yeah. they will. Yeah. I think it's, it's quite interesting because I'm quite lucky not to have, like, major issues with my flat. But yeah. whenever I mention, like, oh, this is not so great with the flat you know my parents are like bring it up like you're paying for this like you deserve a certain quality of home and if you don't feel like it's being met you have every right to tell the people that are Mm -hmm. in charge of your property like a little thing like oh like our fridge door had broken or like our table was a bit wonky like all of it is important hassle them because they'll do it eventually landlords know that students won't be as confrontational because they're not as experienced with letting um renting homes um so they do have this exploitative advantage where they can be patronizing and they do underestimate the students they're letting to yeah and you were saying about your story of your uh when you were locked in right so i think (laughs) (laughs) this is a bit embarrassing and traumatic i think one of the problems is that you have 24 hours in a lot of cases to fill out an inventory so you're kind of expected to find every nook and cranny and find any flaws with the flat and if you don't you might get fined for the problems that were already there to begin with yeah um and we had actually i had actually found out that the lock on the door was slightly broken and put in the inventory this is when i was first moving in and I was home alone, I would be for, for a few days, and had locked the bathroom door out, out of habit. And it just completely broke, and I was locked in there. There's no windows, I didn't have my phone. And I'm insanely claustrophobic, so I had to break down the door to break my way yeah. out. It was this adrenaline rush. And I mean, that's more of a, a safety precaution as well, that you really should make sure that, you know, students won't be locked in bathrooms because for an that, indefinite amount of time. If that had been like a potentially dangerous situation, you know, like had, had um, there been a fire, you know, and, exactly. and, and, was and if I hadn't, if I hadn't somehow managed to kick my way out, I could have been there for, I don't know how long it would have been until someone realized I was missing. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what was making me anxious the whole time. I was like, oh, it could be the the whole weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have water, I guess. Yeah. So as a concluding thought, then it's kind of make sure that you as a tenant know your rights and know what you're entitled yeah. to. Uh, Save the student has a great article on ten tenants. 10 tenancy rights every tenant should know i don't think that's the actual article but it's easy enough it would to have find, been it would yeah. have been a good headline i think as well like if i could offer a tip from like something i've picked up from living in a lot of student properties the first day you move in take a picture of everything literally everything you can like every yeah. wall inside every cupboard yeah every dot you cannot take enough pictures just store them somewhere like 
on a Google Drive where you know they're not going to go anywhere. Just yeah. so that if you do get these disputes, you can just refer to them and say, oh, hey, look, those marks were clearly yeah. there when we and, moved in. And email these like companies and people that you're talking to and make sure that you have like a paper trail. Exactly. Like, I always just show up to the office and talk. But actually, it's probably better to email, put it in writing so... You can say, on this day at 10.43, I emailed you about <laughs> this <laughs> and it had not been done. Because I think that like... for my last email. Yeah. So passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that like students need to appreciate that they're in a situation where landlords and letting agencies will take advantage of them if given the chance. Yeah. So you need to... It's, it's horrendous that you even have to. Yeah. But you have to protect yourself. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you've got a paper trail that you've got documentation that you're raising issues as they arrive 100 percent. yeah so moving on to our next story uh-huh. rebecca would you care to introduce this one when was the second one we were doing uh, this was the uh the mc the mcstrike the mcstrike right so shock horror mcdonald's parents aren't uh mcdonald's employees aren't paid well enough <gasps> and are oh, I, yes. no one saw that one coming um <laughs> massive franchise corporation um, so McDonald's workers are exploited, yeah. just like students by their landlords, <laughs> and underpaid and treated um, horribly. Would someone like to expand on the working conditions? Do you want to expand on the working? That was like a little, like a, <laughs> yeah. like a go on, James. So um, my first job when I left school, I think when I was 16, I, I did work in a, a Mackey's. Um, I can't proclaim to have, you know, experienced a prolonged degree of suffering because I was there for like two months and then I got out. Um, But no, like anyone who's ever worked in a McDonald's or knows anyone that's worked in a McDonald's will be able to tell you just how horrendous it is. Yeah. Um, Most of the McDonald's staff are under the age of 25. So obviously they can get away with paying them less than minimum wage. So many staff struggle to make rent, pay their bills. Um, health and safety conditions at the back of like McDonald's stores where you actually do the cooking and serving are absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Um, there's a big, big problem with people not being given much notice for shifts. So they're given two weeks or less notice. So it's impossible to plan a life. And that's what, around that's what they're striking about, isn't it? That yeah. they want more notice, more pay. Anything else? Am I missing something? Um, more notice, more, more pay. pay, and they want the union recognised. Okay, right. So the um, McDonald's union, um, and it includes like other companies like McDonald's staff, Weatherspoon staff, Uber Eats, and TGI Fridays, um, all want to get their union recognised, which is... Bufawu. Bufawu? <laughs> So, so it's the Baker's Food and Allied Workers Union. Yes. How would you pronounce that? B-F-A-W-U. It doesn't have to be an acronym. B-F-A-W-U. Would you not say Buffal? No, Because <laughs> I think they could improve that significantly. <laughs> so they want their union, Buffawu. Buffawow. We really Buffet shouldn't woo. be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> they, want, they want their union recognised. Yeah is the gist. Um, so if anyone hasn't seen as well, the sort of big thing about this story, um, this week, loads of staff at loads of McDonald's walked out of their stores. Loads of them went down to London and went on a huge strike where they marched on Downing Street um, demanding better pay. Yeah. I mean, like, is this is this the kind of action that should be needed? Is this the right kind of way to address these problems? 100%. It's, yeah, it's very important, especially considering that the people at the top, um, the 1%, yeah. <laughs> Um, of people in charge of such corporations make so much more than their employees mm-hmm. and the British chief executive of McDonald's was actually sacked recently um, 
for, for misconduct. For misconduct. Which is important. He, yeah, he had a relationship with a member of staff, so that he was fired essentially, but got a mm-hmm. bonus of forty million pounds. So if that's that's how he's being compensated. Yeah, the issue is it, the, the issue is not that they are a company that has cheap food. Like it's not yeah. the fact that you can get a burger for like one pound. The issue is that the profit of that one pound is not actually going to the people that work to produce mm-hmm. the burger. It's actually just going to the people that had the idea to sell a burger for one pound in the first place. And to me, that's a bit wrong. Because and just the idea that, like, you can do everything required to formulate a burger. Like, yeah. like you can grow and harvest the wheat and grain and process it into a bun. Yeah. You can raise, you can slaughter, yeah. you can process cattle in order to make the bun itself. All of the other bits and trimmings, like, you can get the dairy that you turn into the cheese that goes into mm-hmm. it you can have all of those costs of all those different elements you can manufacture it deliver it to store and you can sell it for a profit at a quid or under a quid they're 99p aren't they yeah we're, we're not even talking about all the people behind the scenes who work in in on farms and in production of all of this yeah they're obviously being exploited as well so this is just mcdonald's makes one level. million in profit every single day in the uk they make what? One million pounds. One million pounds <laughs> in profit every day. every day in the UK alone. Um, this Guardian article reports that that's four hundred and six million in the in twenty eighteen after tax. So the money can go to these workers. And I've seen a lot of debate about um, on Twitter. There seems to be this weird dialogue about how McDonald's um, workers are striking for better pay and comparing them to people that work for the NHS. What you need to understand is the NHS is not a private company and they don't make profit. Their pay comes from kind of what the government decides their pay should be. McDonald's is... A, a private company and is deciding that they want to keep more profit for themselves which is in, is unethical mm-hmm. and it's that's, fundamentally that's unethical. why this strike is important would you would, would we all support the strikers here then I'm feeling a general 100%. consensus Definitely. I, I, I've, I've heard a lot about um, I say I've heard a lot but it seems almost assumed that working conditions in McDonald's are bad yeah. and in fact it's funny because they've seemed to have had a whole advertising campaign to go against the idea that mcdonald's is a bad place to work in and then you get stories like this which show your advertising campaign wasn't for anything because the truth is your health and safety is bad people can't afford to pay their rent or their bills and you know it's you don't care about the well-being of your workers and even just evidenced in that fact that so many workers feel they have to strike yeah surely is enough to just say okay well clearly there are problems here like what can we do to recognize and it's also the fact that there's a strike going on in the u.s as well as in like there's a strike in the uk over pay and then the u.s are also fighting back because of like just inappropriate conduct with like other workers i i don't know the exact ins and outs i'm literally looking at an article right this point and trying to scan read it but that's kind of it yeah mcdonald's said oh no (laughs) um yeah in u.s france germany brazil and chile um it's been hit with legal action in the u.s over sexual harassment claims so you know this isn't not just about pay this is also about just basic general respect in the workplace yeah and i don't know if anyone's seen as well but it's um not as if 
the McStrike has averted the attention of quite a lot of fairly prominent political figures in the UK. Yeah. Um, don't know if anyone saw, but um, Labour Shadow Secretary, or sorry, Shadow Brexit Secretary Keir Starmer yeah. actually joined the protest um, down in London. John McDonald's been an ardent supporter. So it, yeah. it, clearly it's getting, you know, a lot of fairly yeah. mainstream political and, attention and as well. Jeremy Corbyn tweeted about it in support of it basically saying how he just thinks it's bad that they're not being paid what they should I yeah. can't remember the exact tweet but he was supporting it and I think that's what weird weird comparisons on Twitter that I was seeing yeah because there really was this dialogue comparing NHS and McDonald's workers which just doesn't that's like comparing meat and veg I mean, I suppose the question here for all of us is, um, like, like first, just open question, like, Mm -hmm. do do we all eat McDonald's food? Yeah, so we're all complicit, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, and herein is... Well, I would say that I... I mean, I don't particularly like the food. It's it's kind of one of those things... (laughs) That wasn't the question, Megan, that wasn't the question. But, like, as in, like... I probably have contributed like five pounds this year <laughs> to, to the McDonald's. See, that's that's someone's hourly salary. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. But herein is the thing, like, it's uh, it, it's one thing to sort of identify a problem like this and to be able to say, okay, McDonald's staff are treated horrendously. The yeah. company doesn't pay them enough, doesn't look after them in any capacity whatsoever. It's clearly a, a morally bankrupt company. Mm-hmm. But will that mean that people take a certain amount of accountability when you're buying your McNuggets at two in the morning? But I think that... Because personally, no, I I will. I I know I'll still buy McNuggets. I don't think the problem is is our, our decision, our consumerist decision. Because actually, we're helping the profit. So we're allowing the money to be there for them to be paid mm-hmm. more. It's about the decisions. I mean, maybe let's strike. Maybe let's not, you know, eat McDonald's right now while they're striking to show that we kind of stand in solidarity. But at the end of the day, don't just never eat McDonald's again. Yeah. Because you'll never eat anything again if you go by like that sort of ethical thinking. Okay. You'll, so never, you'll never, you'll never, you won't go to Primark. You won't, you won't shop anywhere. So would we say that the sort of, Emphasis should be on the companies to yeah. make more ethical treatment of their staff. 100%. Okay, that's a good point to end on. Oh, wow, we've come to a concluding. concluding. <laughs> this never happens. Yeah. We never reach a conclusion. Okay. So, our um, third and final big story of the week. Right. It's a big one. This is a, this is a huge one. This is an absolutely massive I one. I think this is the first time we've done an international story on the show. Is this actually? I think so. Is this so. the biggest story so. we've ever done? Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen, if you've been living under a rock, impeachment proceedings against Trump have now begun. Yep. Um, it is a very, very complex and very, very confusing story. Mm-hmm. And even as someone who avidly consumes this kind of stuff, I've spent much of this morning just trying to wrap my head around it all. And yeah. it, is, it is a very, very complex issue. Mm-hmm. So... Do you want to explain what you understand? Right. If I, if I explain this well, I will be really, really pleased with myself. Yeah. So, um, on the 25th of July, mm-hmm. Trump made a phone call to the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Mm-hmm. And in the phone call, Trump allegedly asked the Ukrainian president to help him dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Okay. Who, former vice president under Obama and 
now the front runner to win the Democratic primary and will be going against Trump mm-hmm. in the 2020 election. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. Um, it is completely illegal, obviously, to explicitly ask um, a foreign power to interfere in your election or to help you dig up dirt mm-hmm. on sort of a political rival. Totally against the law in the US. Um, so this was sort of first brought to light when I think it was a CIA whistleblower mm-hmm. heard accounts of the phone call, um, sort of compiled together a rough transcript and then released it to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to have gathered enough steam that now impeachment proceedings have begun. Um, an impeachment process, in case anyone listening isn't aware, is the US government formally investigating has the president broken the law yeah have they broken a law that makes them unfit for the office Mm -hmm. and can we get rid of them yeah is basically the overarching gist what i find baffling is that it's taken this long to find something concrete enough to justify impeachment hearings for donald trump because there have basically been uh, there has basically been evidence of collusion with russia before all the sexual uh sex scandal allegations um there's so, there's so much he's been accused of and so much he's guilty of, so much corruption. It's taken three years into his presidency to finally, you know, yeah. publicly confront, confront but, him. But this impeachment is also being streamed live. Yes. So you can watch the hearing. It's a hearing. It's, it's, it's yeah. in a court. So it, it's, it's a court hearing in front of the US Congress. Yeah. So you get members of the, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans sitting there and they bring witnesses up who sort of testify mm-hmm. what they've heard or pose questions to everyone and kind of yeah. try and make a case for or against it. Yeah. It's basically a legal hearing. Right. And it's also interesting because we've got, an, like, the uh, America has an election coming up soon. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah, is probably going to affect how he looks in the election like this is unquestionably like a huge part of it yeah I, I think another really big part of it as well that's sort of um potentially smearing the entire situation in a big question mark of was that was this okay that he did this yeah um so trump was due to give or sorry the states were <laughs> supposed to give 391 million dollars wow. in military aid to the ukraine that was a trump lot of money paused those funds then made the phone call, mm. and the inference is he's sort of quite explicitly said, you can only get this money if you help us dig this dirt up. So well, basically very illegal. <laughs> the relationship between um, Trump's America and Ukraine goes back even further, which is interesting, um, because Paul Manafort, uh, one of Trump's aides, who has been arrested uh, for misconduct and corruption, um, actually worked on the previous Ukrainian president Yanukovych's campaign. So he was uh, based in Ukraine, um, behind that corrupt, horrendous president who was actually ousted and impeached, and now he's associated with Trump, who's undergoing impeachment hearings. So it's not looking it's great. Not but I mean, it's um, it, it's kind of a weird one, and uh, as much as like, I'm I'm fairly certain that we're all quite anti-Trump here, but mm-hmm. it, 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 there's there's a question of I love that we're just getting a snigger there. From, <laughs> are we? One of us. Gonna, actually, no. I think he's got a lot of good stuff to say. Hot twist. <laughs> Um, the sort of the, the reason that he specifically asked the Ukrainian president is that Joe Biden's son Hunter used to work for a Ukrainian energy company called Burisma. I Ooh. hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and Joe Biden very publicly um, asked the then sitting Ukrainian president to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor general, a man called Viktor Shokin, for supposedly investigating Burisma 
for having ties to the Russian government. So it would it, that, that's a matter of public record. Joe Biden explicitly said, yeah. yes, I asked the president to do that. Yes, he did it. And now Trump's... So it, there's, there's this sort of weird, like, stalemate, standoff, finger-pointing situation where Trump's saying, no, Biden, you got the Ukrainian president to stop yeah. investigating links. So, it's so complex, so convoluted. There's so many actors involved in the whole... In, under the Trump administration... Um, especially because there's so much nepotism involved that Trump's sons have been accused of collusion as well and that now Hunter Biden is being investigated, that it's hard to draw the line between who are the political figures here. Are, are their families extensions of their political authority? Mm. Like, and that's the weird thing about it, isn't it? Because it raises so many questions yeah. about, you know, can you be accountable for your children's actions? Can yeah. y- you be accountable for your parents' actions? Like, it's it, And it's all sort of shrouded in this big political web of this huge like international scandal it's an absolutely massive mind-blowing story Mm. Uh, it's very confusing but it's one it's very unique because impeachment doesn't i mean it we talk about impeachment so often because of trump but impeachment doesn't actually happen that often like trump is one of two one of three American so, presidents that have been there two. Are two presidents. And... Clinton got impeached and Andrew Jackson got impeached. Mm-hmm. Um, Nixon was like this close. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he was very, very close to getting impeached, but sort of stepped away. Yeah. So it, Trump could potentially, potentially be the third. And this is the first time that it's being aired live yeah. on TV. So this is, this is history. This that, that is we're history seeing, in we're the making. Right Obviously, the. Um, Clinton trial and the Monica Lewinsky scandal was very, very openly publicised. Yeah. Like the entire world was watching. Yeah. But never in a way like this. Like right now, you can you go can on your on phone YouTube. and you can watch it happening. Yeah. And it's uh, it's, it's mad. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fascinating time to live in. So, if you're interested, go look more into it. I think you did a very good explanation of it. Thank you. Yeah, thank I, you. I, I know the I bare basics okay? and that, was, that made yeah, so I feel, much sense. I feel better informed now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to our funny story because we really yeah. only have three <laughs> precious minutes <Yeah>. left. <laughs> right, you go so, on then. <laughs> yeah, moving on from a very serious story to a very not serious story. Um, I don't know if anyone's actually seen this, um, but it was a story that was published in the Manchester Evening News. <laughs> I, t- I sort of don't know how to say this. Like, in a, so someone, someone in Liverpool was walking their dog mm-hmm. and found half a crocodile on their. Well, no, on the sorry, road. it wasn't half a crocodile. It was like a a, a crocodile <laughs> corpse. It, it was a full. It this was is a- horrible. I can't <laughs> believe this is our funny, lighthearted story. <laughs> It's funny because she thought it was like a log, then she thought it was a teddy bear, then she thought, like, she she went through, I think... Very the, much the, like, it's a bird, it's a plane, yeah. it's a log, she it's went a teddy bear. Because <laughs> who finds a crocodile on a street in the UK? So reading um, from the, uh, I'm citing the actual um, article here, mystery is dead crocodile found on pavement in Liverpool, which is a brilliant headline. <laughs> um, a resident said, I was walking with my boyfriend on Lower Lane, about to turn onto Longmore Lane, and didn't really take any notice of it. I thought it was maybe a branch or something, but as we got closer, he said, that's a crocodile. <laughs> but I told him it couldn't be. This sounds like the start of a children's story. <laughs> it definitely is. We got closer and I could see all the features and colour and scales, so assumed. It, uh, so I assumed it was maybe a teddy, but we got right up to it and you could see its bones and teeth. Oh. It was definitely a crocodile. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't their suspicions that someone had like it'd been like from taxidermy, and then somehow 
it had like been really like someone had got lost of it because it was drained of all its blood yeah so. that's horrifying as well <laughs> so it's there's just so many questions there's first why is there a crocodile in liverpool yeah first why did it have no blood three why was it in two so if you're gonna ditch a crocodile anyway did it have a scouse accent <laughs> <laughs> you're right mate <laughs> i'm gonna eat you now <laughs> did you know that we've got no, a bite no. pressure <laughs> Were you intimidated yeah, there was a scouse crocodile approaching on the, on the loose. I think that would make it worse than yeah. just a conventional crocodile. Like, if it was a crocodile with a scouse accent. Oh, I'm not like the other crocodiles. <laughs> I'm scouse. <laughs> okay, we really only have 20 seconds left, so right, shall okay. we do a quick roundup? Quick roundup. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed hearing what we've got to say. Have you guys enjoyed the show? Very much. Good, good talk. Um, if anybody would like to take part in the show or if they've got any stories that they'd like us to discuss, please get in touch via the Fuse Centers group on Facebook. Please follow us on Instagram, which is... At Fuse and Focus. And our Facebook page is Fuse and Focus. Um, also, please, obviously, just to recap, please register to vote. Good talk, yes. everyone. This is Fuse FM. Manchester's Student Radio.